0: Round Guy Radio Sports is brought to you by these great sponsors. McDonald, Boneyard, and Auto Recycling in Kyoto for all of your farm machinery and auto recycling needs. Hinshaw Trailer Sales in Richland, Iowa for all of your stock, cargo, utility, flatbed, and horse trailer needs. Family owned for over 40 years. We repair what we sell and don't in our full-time repair shop. B&B Propane and the family of Jet Stops in Burlington, Salem Stubb, New London, West Point, Denmark, Huffton, Bonaparte, Milton, Fairfield, and Birmingham, and Richardson Tech Solutions of Richland, Iowa.
1: We have Parker Testa, former KILJ Sports Director, on with us who has moved on uh, to Greener Pastures in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, but he was uh, uh, with the New London Tigers last year as they won a state uh, a tournament. Uh, they, they, won the, they, they won the only state tournament uh, uh, other than the track tournament that New London also won uh, uh, in southeast Iowa for the last uh, year or two. Uh, Welcome, program. Hey,
2: Dave. Thanks for having me on again. I appreciate it.
1: Well, uh, I wanted to give you a chance to kind of just relive that season. Uh where the, uh, you were the, the play-by-play guy for the New London Tigers as they uh, uh, won the whole shebang, as they like to say, uh, and brought a state tournament championship home and what was an uh, incredibly exciting championship game. Uh, uh, do you have some fond memories of uh, the New London Tigers?
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, Dave, I've never seen... I mean that might quite honestly might be one of the best high school baseball teams I have ever seen. The just just the num the numbers that they put up not only offensively but their pitching I I tell you it was fantastic throughout the now I was I I I got there right after the season started maybe maybe a week or two in uh, so I didn't see the beginning of the year but that first game that I called there at the beginning of June. They just lit up that uh, that uh, that Notre Dame Nike's team, and then uh, it, it just seemed after that they just one after another, just impressive offensive contests. Uh, and, and I'll tell you, Brad Helmerson is a heck of a baseball coach, and I couldn't been I couldn't have been more happy for him, and and you know getting to know him over my short time there in Southeast Iowa, um, you know, but. They they had some impressive players and I and I'm not going to name names because I, I I can't I honestly Dave uh, I, I I worry that I, that I won't say them right or I'll forget them uh, but uh, you know that they you know I know Derek Santiago was an is an impressive player both offensively and on the mound uh, for. Uh, for, for New London last year, uh, just Cooper Schulte, another one, uh, impressive player. I mean, he was the, you know, the, the pitcher and the the guy who fielded that ball and that the, the double play to end that game. So, you know, an, an exciting one of the more exciting ends to a baseball game, let alone a state championship, I've seen.
1: Yeah, and they beat uh, Rims and Saint Mary's, was it?
2: Yes, they did. And, and you know that they they were up there that whole week uh at the end of july and, and the first if i recall that they, they came out the first game and, and and you know dominated those first two games uh and then we we didn't know what to expect because that you know if you remember that remsen saint mary's team hadn't lost a game until that state championship and it was one of the best baseball games i have ever seen it just the, it was New London, uh, you know St. Mary's. If I recall, jumped out to an early lead. The new London had to had to crawl their way back into it, but you couldn't get much better than is uh, loaded, uh, down one run, uh, with the state championship on the line.
1: Well, uh, we're going to talk about that state championship game, but I want you to kind of take us through the season. Uh, I know you you were behind the mic uh, for many uh, New London Tigers game. Uh, Tell me about a game, maybe the uh, um, they had struggled to pull out uh, during the season. Some I, I think, Peek and Panthers gave them a, a, a good run, and maybe even a good run uh, in the playoffs a little bit.
2: Yeah, they they you know they had a, a tough game uh, if I recall in a tumwa. Um and, and you know, but they, they, I if I recall, they only lost about I, I want to say three games last season, and, and all the games they lost. Were close games, so you it's you know they either you lose a close game, uh, a few close games, and then they just come out and dominate in a majority of their other games. Um, but Dave, I'll tell you, I can't remember a game where I saw New London just completely fall apart. I honestly can't remember one.
1: Well, let's just talk about the pitchers. They had such great pitching. I think uh, uh, they had great hitting, but they had great pitching. Uh, uh, I think that was led by Derek Santiago, but there was more than just him. Uh, uh, talk, talk to me about the pitching that you remember.
2: Yeah, you know, they had a, the Santiago, Seth Bailey, who played a, a combination of uh, outfield and pitcher like a lot of these high school guys do. Uh, he was a fantastic uh, guy on the mound for him. I believe one of those games up there in Carroll that uh, that state tournament week, he, you know, pitched fantastically in one of those games. I can't remember if he started or he came in as a pen, uh, but Seth Bailey was a guy who, who, who impressed me on the mound. Cooper Schulte was another guy who could just do it all. He played a fantastic shortstop, could hit the ball, and, and he, he could pitch fantastically as well.
1: Okay. Well, uh, who who led the, the way defensively uh, on that team, do you think?
2: Uh, You know, man, I I tell you, you you have multiple defensive—you know—multiple players on that team that are that are stout defensive players. Uh, You know, Derek Santiago was fantastic there, and like I like I mentioned, Cooper Schulte, a fantastic. Yeah, Cooper Schulte was
1: really really good, wasn't he?
2: Oh my gosh, Uh, Dave! You know, he he impressed me. You know, there were multiple players on that team that impressed me, but Cooper Schulte—you know—he could play a fantastic defensive shortstop. Uh, he could hit the ball
1: and he could pitch the lights out of it too. All right. Well, we had, we, you had the great pitching. You had the great defense. Let's talk about that hitting, man. They guys put points on the board. They had power. They had contact hitters. Uh, uh, they didn't strike out a lot. Uh, they, they seem to have a grasp of the, maybe the best grasp of the strike zone of all the teams around here. Uh, uh, talk, give me some of the highlights that you remember about the hitting side of the game.
2: Oh my gosh! You know there there would be innings, Dave, that where they would just go on runs where they would score five, six, seven, eight, even nine runs at a time. And you know, I I the only other team that I've watched that I've seen do that is uh, Wright State University baseball here in Dayton, Ohio. But, but even though that that's rare at uh, the Division One college baseball level. So. You know, to just see a team just come out and just completely dominate on both ends of, uh, you know, uh, offensively and defensively, but I've never seen a team that can just go out and. Sque- and the, the one thing that I really loved about the way this New London team played, they're not going for launch angle. They're not in trying to hit the lights out of the baseball. They're just trying, uh, you know, to. They, they, they play small ball they beat you by plate discipline and they were one of the more disciplined teams hitting or, or at the plate uh, that I've seen you know so and and of course that's all a credit to coaching and what a fantastic coach Brad Homerson is for uh, where was I should say for them uh, ultimately ended up in him being named uh, one of the uh, coaches of the year I believe uh, I, I, wrote, I remember a story on that but uh, you know, it's just, I've never seen a team like that, Dave. They, it's impressive. It really is.
1: Well, there was a game you and I chewed a little of the same ground, uh, and it was the sub-state game in uh in, Ottumwa, uh, in yes, a really sir. beautiful ballpark with a, a, a beautiful view of the uh, Ottumwa Beach uh, uh, behind it on uh, a pretty much a glorious day, uh, as uh, uh, New London played a very, very good Moravia team, uh, uh, New London had a good start to that game and got out to a good lead, but it seemed like uh, Moravia kind of settled down and, and stopped the bleeding from there on out and uh, uh, played pretty well. Uh, uh, what it, So let's start with that game in the playoffs. Uh, uh, they got through that game. What do you remember about that game?
2: Yeah, you know, it, and like you said, just a beautiful venue. It was a fantastic day for baseball. Like you said, they they got out to that early lead, and I thought, okay, this is just going to be another New uh, blended baseball game where they come out and just rout their opponent. Well, that that, uh, that that team they played, and I remind me of the name, Dave.
1: Mor- the Moravia Mohawks.
2: Moravia. Okay, that's right. Uh, you know, and you know, they they crawled their way back into that game, um, and. They made it tough for New London. They, you know, down the down the you know innings, you know three, four, five. They 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 found a way to get through that deep that uh, New London offense. They started you know uh, striking guys, stri- a couple of guys and another team. Another thing about that New London offense, they didn't strike out a lot, which really impressed me. Uh, but but that Moravia team got a couple on the Tigers and then uh, you know beat them with ground balls. So you know. That that was if there was any game where I really saw New London, you know, I, I wouldn't say struggle, but just not the New London that I'd watched all year. It was that that Substate game.
1: Yeah, it was. I mean, it was a good win and a big win, but it wasn't as dominating as we would find later. Uh, I remember a, a game before the Substate where they played Pekin, where Pekin played it pretty well too. It seemed like they had a, a tougher competition on the uh, between the, the start of playoffs and Substate then they really kind of ran into at the early rounds of the state tournament as they dominated the first two or three games that they played, didn't they?
2: Yeah, they did. Uh, you know, it, they, they came out, and I believe they played Cam on that Monday night and 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 beat him. I think, like 12 to 3 or something like that. And then I, I believe the – I can't remember the team they played that Wednesday night, but uh, they, they beat the brakes off that team more so than they did in – the, the Monday night game. Uh, and then, uh, and then we saw, we obviously know what happened on that Friday afternoon there. Uh, eight to seven, the final, uh, as new London, uh, took the, uh, took the state championship uh, with a walk off one, two, three, double play. It's impressive.
1: Yeah, that, that was impressive. Now I'll tell you what, uh, uh I can't remember the, the, the young man's name, uh, But he was one fantastic pitcher that uh, Remsen St. Mary's had. And he came out. uh, uh, Santiago did not have a good start to that game. And he gave up uh, four or five runs uh, early. And uh, uh, St. Mary's pitcher did start out. He was dominating. And he was uh, going along. And it looked like he was going to breeze to a, looked like he had plenty of room. And he was going to breeze to a victory. And then this young catcher comes up. I believe his name is Tucker Gibbard. Or Gibbard? Yes. Uh, And he comes up and he hits a home run uh, in, I didn't see very many home runs out there in the state tournament because it was a huge field, you know, one of the, one of the probably one of the biggest fields they played on all year long. And he drills a home run to left center and that shook their pitcher up in a big way. And then uh, uh, that, that was when the uh, uh, new London started to rally started to, to cut into that lead. And eventually, took the lead. Uh, uh, I thought Tucker Gibbert was the uh, hero of the game, the MVP of the game, the MVP of the season, simply for that that one hit. Uh, well, what, what, uh, how much of a game changer was that?
2: Um, I mean, it completely swayed momentum, Dave. Um, they, they, I, I believe. He hit that in the. I, I don't. I, and I have the my my box or my uh, score card from that game somewhere, uh, but I don't have it here on hand with me. I believe he hit that home run in the third or fourth inning. I think it
1: was the third inning. Uh, 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 because I think the first two innings didn't score any.
2: Yeah, yeah, that that sounds right. They they they. I think they gave up two runs in in each of the first two innings. They were down uh, four, and then Giver, I believe he had, it was a solo home run, like you said, the left center field. And actually, I remember this play because it was so bizarre in that the left fielder, he got his hand on the glove, or he got his glove on the ball, but it the ball bounced out of his glove and went over the fence. So. I, 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 when I'm call, when I'm calling this play, I'm I'm am sitting behind home plate there in the there at Merchants the Park, and I'm trying to see because I couldn't tell if the ball went out or not because it it didn't look like the guy caught it, but he didn't I didn't see the ball on the the uh, field itself <clears throat> so I, and i'm looking and i look at one of the umpires and he puts his finger up and spins it around and, that, and that's why on the call i believe i, I that there was uh something like a, a deep drive to left field and i paused for a moment and then had the home run call but yeah that really it, that that was what gave new london the momentum they needed
1: well, my uh, heart it, about it, jumped out of my chest uh I, I i almost passed out when that happened that was such a a shock. And, uh, uh, until that moment, uh, uh, the Rimson St. Mary's pitcher seemed to have a lot of confidence, you know, but that shook him. Uh, I'm not even, I, I think he didn't even finish the game. Did he?
2: No, I, I don't think he did. I know he went a shot. He went pretty, uh, pretty deep into that game. I know that I, I, if I recall, they brought another guy in late. Um, but uh, you know, that, that that pitcher that started that game he was his his stuff was on uh those first couple innings until Tucker Gibber shook him up uh there but he he had some sort of insane statistic and, and if i recall that that and uh, Saint Barry's team that their their team ERA was like under 1 or something like that for the whole season Yeah they even, they I don't home.
1: think they'd even been challenged in a game I don't think anyone even come within five runs of them in the whole season.
2: And, I, and if I if I remember right, those first two games that St. Mary's played that week, their opponents didn't score.
1: Yeah, they were winning like thirty to nothing or something in the state
2: yeah. tournaments. You know. Yep. So yeah. I mean, so until until that Friday uh, game against New London, that St. Mary's team hadn't uh, been scored on that whole week, which is just unbelievable.
1: Well, yeah. I will tell you what, I was I was watching that first that picture in the first couple of innings and. I know a couple major league scouts. I was thinking about texting them. I says, this guy's got (laughs) the stuff, man. You know? Yeah. But then uh, 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 your young catcher there, uh, Gibber, he he changed the whole dynamic of that game uh, right then and there. And, uh, you know, uh, if you're a baseball player and you're struggling with a guy and someone actually gets a little bit to him, uh, that sparks a little confidence across the board, doesn't it?
2: Yeah. Oh, absolutely, no doubt. Uh, you know, if you know that if your whole team's struggling against this one guy, and then somehow, and and then, uh, one guy breaks through, it, it's it, it's it's a confidence boost for your team because you know you it's you don't sit there if you're a player and go oh, my gosh, nobody can get a hit off this guy. So I, I'm not going to be able to either. But, you know, Gibber getting that knock saying it tells your other players, you know, oh, it's not impossible to get hit off this guy because, you know, Tucker just went yard. So it, it's a big confidence boost for sure.
1: Well, uh, uh, he had got through the first couple innings with 10 or 15 pitches. Uh, but then when you guys started getting to him, now he's starting to throw 30 pitches uh, an inning. And uh, he kind of uh, – um kind of faded out and was, uh, uh, wasn't was able to finish the game. Uh, it seemed a little bit the opposite with Santiago. He kind of started out a little sloppy. Uh, I don't think he had uh, crisp command. Uh, uh, but I think uh, as his arm got warm out, his, his curveball might have started working a little better. His location started to get a little better. Uh, he wasn't leaving that ball out over the plate like he was early in the game. And uh, he kind of had a stretch where he was dominant. But I think he threw a lot of pitches. And he wound up uh coming out of the game. And I, I remember was it Cooper Schulte or it was someone that didn't pitch a lot, uh wound up being there in the the ninth inning as things really started to unravel. And I thought we were going to uh uh give away a state championship there in, in the in the uh uh last inning. Uh walk us through that last inning. What all happened? Who uh if you remember who was pitching and then uh, uh, a bases loaded uh, a double play uh that ended the thing, then that was another miracle.
2: Yeah, Dave, so I believe going into that bottom of the ninth, or top of the ninth, whatever it was, they, New London had, I believe, an eight to five lead. They were up to three runs going into the ninth inning, or that last half inning, whatever it was, and you, Santiago was still on the mound, and this is where he started to unravel. It was in this ninth inning. So, I believe he walked a guy there was a single and another walk so immediately bases loaded and then i believe uh that's when he was pulled cooper schulte came in, strike out struck out the first guy if i recall that he faced and then on the very next at bat uh it was a a just the the slowest hit dave you have ever seen in your life off the bat just a dribbler right back to schulte on the mound and he goes home for one force out uh, from third and then uh, Tucker Gibber makes a makes a fantastic throw uh, to the first baseman. Uh, uh, his name was. Uh, oh, man, it's going to. I know his first name was Carter, I believe. Um, but Carter uh,
0: Allen,
2: Carter Allen. There you go. Yeah, yes. he was um, a great player, too. Yeah, absolutely. He and uh, so you, you saw Tucker Gibber, you know, make get the the first, the second out there at home, and then threw on the Carter Allen there at first for the uh, for the state, uh, state championship. So yeah, they go they went into the the inning uh, down eight to five or up eight to five, I should say. They gave up a couple runs before uh, before Santiago was pulled, bases loaded, and then we we know what happened after that.
1: Well, I think it was like a 3-0 count or a 3-1 count when he hit the ball but Tucker Gebert, uh not only does he hit that home run that changes the whole dynamics of the offense that play that the uh that the, the presence of mind to get the double play and that was a, it was an eyelash uh uh he has a really strong arm uh he's a tremendous player uh, I really enjoyed watching him uh, uh uh what did you think about that play
2: well, yeah, and like like you said, it's it, it happens in the blink of an eye. And like you said, the, the the to have the baseball IQ to know, you know, baseball is such as you know, Dave. Baseball is such a situational sport. You know, you there are so many different, uh, you know, ways you can approach things based on the situation in the game. Like in that situation, you're up by one run basis loaded one out bottom of the ninth inning like you said earlier it didn't look good for the tigers at that time and i as you did had a turning knot in my stomach thinking are they going to give this away but you know it, it just goes to show you that baseball a, game, a baseball game can change in an instant now, and,
1: after yeah, the first and, and, two innings of that game i said there's an 80 percent chance uh that st mary's is going to win this game after the fourth right. inning, I thought there's an eighty percent chance that uh, New London was going to win the game, and in, right. the, in the last in the, the last inning, I thought there's about a sixty percent chance that uh, Remsen St. Mary's was going to win the game. But it was uh, it was just a game to remember, wasn't it? I mean, I'm, I'm sure you call a lot of games and you don't recall that much about them, but I just can't. See, I, I would think that game would be seared into your mind.
2: It, it is absolutely uh you know there there are a couple different games that come to mind for me that i've called uh and that new London game is right up there with them uh that it, it's it's certainly one that comes to mind for me uh that you know i'll i'll, I'll have uh, to hold on to forever because that was like i said earlier just a fantastic baseball game so every now and then you you get those you get those wow moments and uh certainly that was one of them
1: Well, you weren't here that long, but you put a state championship on the board in your tenure. Uh, um, I bet you really enjoyed that, didn't
2: you? Oh, my gosh. You know, I I consider myself so fortunate to, you know, to to only be out there for three months, I think I was, and to cover that new London team for the entirety of those three months and to see them win the state championship was just absolutely, you know, people that, that don't work in this business don't understand how rare that for something like that is something like that to happen so it, it was you know it, that, that i i had you know all the fun in the world covering that team
1: well uh a lot of people got to know you you did such i mean I, i'm not just saying this because you're on the show you had a, a a tremendous uh you were great at calling games and and uh uh uh, i really enjoyed listening to you to 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 you call the games and i had been listening to you call the games before uh I, I met you up there but uh uh you made a lot of friends here and they're probably all kind of uh rooting for you or or uh uh wanting you to do well uh in your next uh, uh opportunity so where are you at now and what's going on with uh, with uh, uh you broadcasting up date?
2: So yeah, I'm, uh, I'm I'm with Cox Media Group Ohio, which is the parent company of three radio stations here in Dayton, as well as a TV station. Uh, so I do a variety of different things, um, from you know running the board, running the board on the weekends. Uh, we uh, I, I host a uh, an NFL football show every single Sunday from 11 to noon. Uh, so that's on our news news talk station. Um, I. I I'm a country DJ for our country station K ninety nine point one FM, uh, and I, uh, you know, am fortunate enough to, uh, you know, get my sports fix in the in the uh, over the winter, uh, being the host of the uh, the uh, Dayton Flyers basketball pregame show.
1: Well, uh, it's tremendous. I love Dayton. Uh, so much going on out there. Uh, like I said, I used to tell you before we started. I used to drive a truck for Dickey Transport. We'd stop out there. Uh, I'd get unloaded, drop my empty trailer, and go over to the uh, Dayton Dragons. And i probably watch 10 or 12 baseball games there and really, really enjoy it, uh, really enjoy that area. I, I think you're in a good place, and I think uh, uh, it's probably a stepping stone for you as you be, uh, uh, become the next uh, uh, big uh, uh, broadcaster in sports. Uh, thanks for being with us. Do you have any anything you want to say to your friends that you made there in, in Southeast Iowa?
2: Uh, you know, and, and uh, I, I don't uh, recall, um, you know, it, it's it, there are just so many, uh, you know, but, but one, you know, in particular comes to mind, of course, uh, all, all, all the great people I worked with down there at KILJ. You know, they were the first friends I made when I got to town there. Uh, we're so fortunate enough to, uh, to, you know, bring me on board uh, last last spring, and, and you know, uh, they they you know were so understanding uh, when, when I decided to leave, and I fortunately enough uh, fortunate enough to be able to still keep in contact with the great folks over there every now and then. So, uh, yeah, just those those great folks at KILJ and 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 the people of Southeast Iowa, you know, made an impact on me because being you know a young guy uh, going to. Uh, you know, a different uh, moving halfway across the country for the first time, it's uh, can be a little daunting, and it was, but you know, I, I couldn't have asked for better hospitality. Everyone out there was fantastic.
1: Well, we couldn't have asked for more out of you in your short tenure. Uh, well, thanks for being with us today. Is there anything you want to say before we let you go?
2: I no, just uh, thanks so much uh, for keeping in contact, Dave. You've been a great friend, and I appreciate you having me on.
1: Well, we, we, uh, uh, we wouldn't, you know, be where we are without cooperation from uh, all these media guys that come on. And because and, uh, I can't be everywhere and I can't give you those kind of updates that you provided to Round Guy Radio listeners. And thanks for being with us today. And thanks for remembering a state championship from the new London Tigers baseball team.
2: Appreciate it, Dave. Thanks.
0: Round Guy Radio Sports has been brought to you by these great sponsors. McDonald Boneyard and Auto Recycling in Kyoto for all of your farm, machinery, and auto recycling needs. Hinshaw Trailer Sales in Richland, Iowa for all of your stock, cargo, utility, flatbed, and horse trailer needs. Family owned for over 40 years. We repair what we sell and don't in our full-time repair shop. B&B Propane and the family of Jet Stops. In Burlington, Salem-Stubb, New London, West Point, Denmark, Hufton, Bonaparte, Milton, Fairfield, and Birmingham. And Richardson Tech Solutions of Richland, Iowa.